Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. Let's set the scene. It's 8 a.m. on Monday morning. As you dial into the first meeting of the week, Sandy is already online as usual, clearly caffeinated with 12 things she wants to cover. Barry and Christine get into recapping their weekend plans, waiting for Darren to join late as usual. And at seven past the hour and frustrated, you think it's time to start the meeting. As Sandy jumps in with her agenda, Barry and Christine go off camera. Darren joins at 12 past, interrupting Sandy's flow, a welcome break even though you are annoyed that he is late, again. With only 10 minutes left, Sandy isn't through her agenda yet, but you know you need to hear from everyone, so you invite Sandy to stay on after the meeting and call on Barry to share what he has to say. After four attempts to call on him, it's clear that Barry has walked away. You close the meeting, and the call ends. A moment later, you remember two things you forgot to run by the team. Oh well, you think there's always next week. Ugh. Sound familiar, meeting makers? I am so sorry I made you listen to that. It was painful for me as well. For many of you, this story hit a little too close to home. Weekly meetings are meant to kick off the week with momentum. The time should be shared so everyone is clear on tasks and feels supported and what they need to get done. Sounds simple, right? So what gets in the way and how do we fix it? Well, that's the question. Let's look at what went wrong in the example we just shared. Ask yourself, what didn't work about that weekly meeting? If you'd like, pause and consider the question or go back and listen closely. For starters, this meeting is probably too early for someone that needs a bit of caffeine. And clearly, the timing doesn't work for Darren. So time is an issue. Great. What else? If you listen to season one, you'll notice that there was no clear kickoff. Even routine meetings should start with outcomes and agreements. I think the team we witnessed needs an agreement to be on time as much as possible. Well, what else? If you said no clear process, great job. This meeting had no clear processes, and as a result, the dominant personality, in this case Sandy, took over, leaving everyone else little to zero time to speak. For the berries of the world, no big deal. He walked away anyway, so who knows what Barry is even up to these days? And how about the closing? If you said, what closing? Exactly! Every meeting should end with at least two to five minutes to confirm who is doing what and by when. You may have found more things wrong with that meeting, and if so, pat yourself on the back. You did a great job identifying what's not working. But the sad truth is meetings like that are more the norm than the exception, even though the solutions are common sense. So let's shift gears a bit. I want you to envision a weekly meeting that works great. One where you start on time, hear from everyone, and feel clear on your next steps at the end. 
What would it feel like to have a meeting like this? What is getting in the way of you achieving this? What could you do to remove or relieve this barrier? I know we don't all have the ability to control all aspects of our meetings. If you're a participant rather than the manager, you can model the behavior you'd like to see from others and perhaps start to take notice of who dominates the conversation and take some opportunities to invite others in. If you're the manager, however, you are responsible for setting up your team for success, and that includes how you meet. We want to make your life easier, so we've created a downloadable agenda template that you can use to plan and lead your weekly meetings. I always have an agenda. Even if I spend just five minutes putting it together, the act of thinking through a meeting before it happens will instantly level up your meeting effectiveness. Having an agenda with durations and times, even if you deviate from it, it helps you stay focused on what you need to get done so you don't completely lose control, like in our example from the start of this episode. I'm going to walk you through the template. So if you're in a place where you can get to your phone or computer and you want to grab it and follow along, you can pause here. Otherwise, just listen and come back for the download when you're ready. First off, this template assumes an hour-long meeting, which is a good amount of time for a weekly meeting with more than five people, assuming that you're going to need some time to answer a few questions. In our next episode on daily stand-ups, we'll show you how a quick tag-up differs from a weekly meeting, where it's okay to have a little more time to interact with each other. Our template also assumes that you have the ability to create a shared workspace. For example, a shared Google Doc, one of my favorites, where everyone can contribute notes in a place that everyone else can see. Just the act of having a shared visual increases the understanding of what happened during the meeting, plus it keeps the berries of the team engaged. Start the meeting five minutes ahead. Reward those who show up early with a relevant reflection question or a fun topic, such as one good thing that happened last week or something I did over the weekend. Kick off on time and repeat the outcome of the meeting. For example, I'd like everyone to leave feeling ready for the week or we're here to make sure you have what you need in order to do your best work. Just find your own words, then review the process you'll use. As a reminder, we'll hear from each person with an update on what you're working on. If there is anything you have questions about, add it to our shared workspace, and we'll tackle as much as we have time for after hearing from everyone. Anything we don't tackle, we'll be sure to make time for, and before we leave, we'll review our actions to make sure everyone is clear. Lastly, review the agreements, or the rules that ensure the process will be followed. For example, in order to have a successful meeting, I'd like to remind everyone to actively listen without interruption and to keep your comments succinct so that we have time to hear from everyone. After that, get out of the way. Your role is simply to make sure that everyone is heard and if needed, enforce the agreements with gentle reminders. Easier said than done, You'll need to do a little bit of math, but don't worry, it's a one-time thing. If this is a one-hour meeting and you have five minutes to open and five minutes at the end to do your next steps, that leaves 50 minutes to hear from everyone, and perhaps less if you want to tackle any questions, so let's call that 40 minutes. Divide that by the number of team members you have. 
If there's eight of you, including yourself, that's five minutes per person. It's okay to set a timer and send timing prompts in the chat. Just ask the groups for permission first. Not all groups want to be timed. Hey, meeting makers. We know you may be driving, cooking, or working out and don't have time to take notes. We've got you covered. Our team at Dancing with Markers creates one-page visual summary notes of each podcast episode that you can download and review to quickly remember the key takeaways. Just head to the description and visit the link to have the notes sent right to your inbox. Don't have time to listen to a whole season? No worries. After each season, you'll be able to purchase our playbook with top tips and tools from each season. Find our playbooks on our website at makemeetings.work forward slash playbook. Let's set the scene once more. It's 8.55 and you log in to start the meeting early because you decided with your team that 8 was just too early and didn't work for everyone. Sandy, early as always, pops on and you chit chat about the prompt you have on the screen. What's one thing you're excited about this week? Barry and Christine hop on and Sandy invites them to share their answers. Because you set an agreement to hear from everyone, Sandy is better about inviting others to the conversation. Darren arrives right on time at 9 o'clock because he knows that being on time is expected. You kick off the meeting with your normal welcome, review the agenda and the agreements, and then you invite a quick go-around for each person to share one thing they did over the weekend. Next, you invite each team member to share their list of tasks and any questions that they have, reminding them that they each have about five minutes. You also remind them that we will capture their questions in this shared document and we'll tackle as many as we have time for after everyone shares. Then you ask, who would like to start? Shockingly, Sandy doesn't jump in right away. And even more shockingly, Darren offers to go first. He sums up his tasks in a few minutes and doesn't have any questions. You ask if anyone has any questions for Darren, and Christine asks about a report that she thought he was working on. Darren doesn't know about the report she's talking about, and you allow a minute of dialogue, but it's clear that more conversation is needed. So you ask if it's okay to add this as a question to come back to so that we can stay on time. Both agree, and the meeting continues in much the same way, with each person sharing their list, some short tangents, and your meeting only about five minutes behind. That's a good meeting. Because of the tangents, you only have about five minutes to get to any questions. So you ask the group if it's okay to tackle just one question now and add any additional items to the next steps list. The group agrees and you ask the group which one they would like to tackle today. Darren and Christine agree to meet after this meeting to resolve their report confusion. Two additional one-on-ones are also scheduled regarding the other questions from the list. In the last five minutes, you summarize the next steps and ask if there is anything the group needs in order to be more clear. Before you close out, you invite the group to share a one-word takeaway about the meeting. Productive, says Sandy. Fast, says Barry. Engaging, says Christine. And helpful, says Darren. You close the meeting and breathe a sigh of relief. It's going to be a great week, you think. It might seem like a fairy tale, but this type of meeting is possible, even with crazy personalities that I know you all work with. Not you, of course. Our lives are chaotic enough. You cannot control most of what you work on, but you can control how your meetings are run. Over time, groups that meet this way learn how to interact positively with each other, 
And this type of positive engagement leads to higher performing teams. You don't have to do a three-day camping trip in the woods to do a quote-unquote team-building experience. You just have to meet better and model positive meeting skills. Ready to make your meetings work? Let's go. This podcast was written by Lauren Green and produced by Caitlin Murray. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the description and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work forward slash contact and we'll set up time to chat. 